0: Greetings and welcome to Etzheim's weekly podcast, recorded live in Richardson, Texas. We invite you now to join us for one of our synagogue's Shabbat messages. Okay, let's start. Uh, <clears throat> David, where is David? David sure. I love you, brother. <laughs> But don't put him on the spot all the time, you know. <laughs> Give them a website, and they will know everything about us. <laughs> okay, guys, I am really, really. My prayer is that I'm not here for my my ministry. I don't have a ministry. If I have anything, is to serve him, and uh, that's how we should, I think, relate to ministries. We are all ministers. And uh, especially the Judah, not Judah, but uh, the Judah who went before the camp. Thank you. Is it you who led us in worship? Wonderful. You picked up wonderful worship, true worship songs. I commend you for it and go on and don't give up on your calling, okay? Because we are going to talk about today about people about people who do give up their callings. Okay? And it can happen. Okay? So let's start in Hebrews uh, 3. Hebrews 3. Verse 12. Uh, Be aware, brethren, lest there be any of you, uh, in any of you, an evil heart of unbelief, in departing from the living God, which means he speaks to believers and he warns them that a believer can depart from God. Yes, we have the ability, we are not robots, we have the ability to say, God, I don't want you. And believe me, God will not force us. He's a gentleman. He is love. He doesn't have love, he is love. And actually created us because he is love. Because what love worth if you don't, if you cannot share it with somebody? That's, that's the very purpose he created us for love relationship, not for religious relationship, yeah, but love relationship, partnership, if you wish, with him to express his love to the world, to his creation, which created by love. So we can depart from him. Be careful. And we'll talk about it as the Spirit leads this morning. But exhort, verse 13 of Hebrews 3, but exhort one another daily, while it is still called today, lest any one or any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness deceitfulness of sin. Again and again. How do I know that we can depart from the faith? Because the Bible tells me so. What is the very mean, the tool, which actually helps us, helps us, pushes us away from God, the deceitfulness of sin. Da, it started in the garden. The deceitfulness of sin. Remember deceitfulness. Sin is deceiving. If we keep ourselves from sin, we will not be deceived. Once we open the door to the great deceiver, we will be in deception. And we will talk about it today. Using the portion of the week. And uh, what's the name of the one who chanted so beautifully all the prayers and uh, did the mini drush? Rusty, are you you here? Where are you, Rusty? Thank you for stealing my message. (laughs) Actually... You did not steal anything. You just said it. it's the same spirit. Hallelujah. But we will elaborate on what uh, Rusty spoke about today about uh, the, the danger of deception. <clears throat> Verse 14 For we have become partakers of Messiah if we, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Okay? For, uh, verse 16 for who having heard rebuild indeed it was not or uh, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses and I spoke again and again about the pattern upon which our faith is based or our walk with Yeshua is based and there is no other pattern in the Bible it's the exodus out of Egypt. You want to know what to expect in your life? Go back to the Torah and read the Exodus and the journeys of Israel from Egypt to the Promised Land. Because this is the same very journey that we all experience in our lives. Are you with me? So, now, with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness all of which applied the blood of the Lamb of Passover. Read your Bible. All of which were baptized into Moses and into the cloud. Are you following? Their corpuses are in the desert. On the other side, on the wrong side of the Jordan River. And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? And rest and the promised land are parallel, are almost synonymous in the Bible. We are called to his rest. We are called, actually, there are three synonymous words or parallel words in the Bible. Sabbath, the day to day, yeah? The Shabbat. It is directly strongly, super glued, connected with faith and with the promised land. Okay? Rest. The Sabbath is only a picture, what we do here, is only a picture of what was and what will be. What was in the Garden of Eden before the sin, before Adam and Eve sin, Adam and Eve were created at the last day of creation. And they were the last thing to be created. What was left? Entering with their father into the Sabbath rest. They broke the covenant with God. And that's why we need to keep the Sabbath. To remember the beginning and the end which are connected. How do we do it? We are striving to get into his rest daily. Into his Sabbath rest daily. And practiced once a week the real Sabbath which is another picture of the millennial kingdom, the seventh millennial, where Yeshua will bind Satan for a thousand years. Woo-hoo, what a Sabbath would this be. So let's continue. And to whom? Oh, so verse 19. So we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. And if you have half time to believe that Crossing the Jordan River into the promised land has to do with crossing into our rest with God, the Father. Verse 9 of the next chapter explains it. Verse 8. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest as himself also ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us, therefore, be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Now to the portion of the week. The Torah portion, Numbers, Can with me if you will, Numbers 22, and uh, the rabbis, I hope, the rabbis who set the order of the portions, I trust they will forgive me to start the Torah, to read the, the Torah portion one verse before, actually the last verse of the last Torah portion. Will you allow me at least? Okay. Why is that? Because this is where I believe we are those days. In verse 20, sorry, 35, sorry, (laughs) verse 1 of chapter 22. The book of Numbers, 22, verse 1. Then the children of Israel moved and camped, in the plains of Moab on the side of the Jordan across from Jericho. They are just they are on the verge of entering their promises. Are you with me? Beloved, here they are almost there. And whoops, lo, behold, some more problems seems to appear. And actually, if you read the Prior Torah portions, you see that as they got closer and closer to the promised land, things intensified around them in in two levels. In the national level, attacked by enemies, and within the body called Israel. Let's remember only a few of those events. Miriam and Aaron in chapter twelve I think of Numbers. What happens there? Come on. Is it an encouraging story? No. Miriam rebelled. Actually, this is what her name speaks about rebellion, Mary. Okay? She rebelled. She she actually she with her own, actually, okay? They said, ah, who is this Moses? I mean, look look at the shiksa. look at this uh, black woman that he married. Remember? What was the result? It says the Bible, suddenly, om God appeared. And God judged her on the spot with leprosy. Do you remember the story? What about the spies story? Remember? Then the majority, you know, we believe in democracy. We better stop believing in democracy or make democracy our God, little G. Because democracy is not in the Bible. Actually, it's... What is the opposite of democracy? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, dictatorship, but I don't mean this, yeah? But the minority, actually, are correct in the Bible most of the times. Are you with me? How many disciples did Yeshua have? Did he have a mega church of 20, 30,000 people? He had a few hundreds, maybe thousands following him. Out of them there were only about 120 dedicated, out of them seventy more dedicated, seventy-two, out of them twelve real close to him, out of the twelve only three favorites. Are you with me? He was never into multitudes, into the democracy, the the majority decides. No, no. Ten, the majority, gives a bad report. While only two, the minority, give good report. Are you following? What about Datan and Aviram and Korah? Fire, earthquake kills them. This is all proceeding this moment. Are you with me? I want to set a rule here. Okay. Whenever you are on the verge of breakthrough, expect problems. Whenever you are attacked, it can be one or one of two reasons to the attack: good one and better one. Good one is God's, and I will show it in the portion today. I promise. The good one is that God, full of mercies, who loves you, he causes your problems so you will be shaken and turn back to him. The better one is that actually you are on his way. And his way becomes narrower and narrower and narrower. How do I know? Because the Bible tells me so. Narrow is the way. Few will come through. Wide is the way. Many go to hell. Democracy. Do you really believe in democracy after those words? I mean, I wish it would be real democracy, what we practice today. But you know that it's full of hypocrisy and corruption. Anyway... <laughs> Do we really get what we want when we vote? But let's not speak politically, even though it's part of life. Yeah. Politics and religion, part of life. Yeah. So, my friends, every time God wants to bring you to another level of his glory, yeah, another step to the promised land, to his promises, expect not a new Cadillac or Mercedes Benz, or uprising your salary, raising your salary. The opposite. How do I know? Cause the Bible tells me so and I don't care what others preach. It's their problem. Prosperity blessing when we will be with, with God in heaven. Hallelujah. Till then, every believer should expect problems. Every believer should expect the good shepherd to take him through the valleys of shadow of death because only in the valleys ask every Bedouin shepherd. Only in the valleys there is water. Come on, use your common sense. You don't need to ask Bedouin shepherd. How many of you have been in a tour in Israel? On the mountaintops, can you find anything to graze on? No! No! But why do we need the mountaintop experience with the Lord? So we can see the big picture. So we can see that he is leading us to the next valley. And not be surprised. Don't stay in your mountaintop experiences because you will die. The natural and the spiritual are connected in the in Hebraic the mindset. break thought in the Bible as you know already. God always will speak for the natural is spiritual truth. Okay? So here we come and this time it is Balak, the son of Zippor, the king of Moab, who tries to stop for God, you know, or God's people from their calling, okay, or from entering their promises, their promised land. How? He hires Bilam, Balaam in English, yeah? Bilam in, in Hebrew. My friends, I want to be, a, to give a revolutionary interpretation of Bilam today. I mean, uh, Augustine spoke about him, great things, and I'm going to repeat it, okay? With your permission, Rusty. But guess what? I want today to shock some of you maybe and tell you that Bilam is not only a picture of a false prophet who actually has hidden agendas. Mm-hmm. Mm. This chick in the church looks good. Maybe I can have her later on in my hotel room. Mm, this megachurch can bless me with $200,000 today. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's good to preach there. Mm-mm. I mean, yes, but guess what? William, in my humble opinion, is a picture of many of us starting good and ending tragically. How do I know it? The Bible tells me so. Because Bilaam is not a liar from the beginning. He speaks spiritual things. I will not go with you unless God tells me. He uses God's private name. Did you notice it, Trusty? Yod-hei-vav-hei. Not just Elohim, which can be also for Elohim Acherim for uh, other gods, little G. It speaks about the God of Israel. Turn with me to 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 to, to. Let me see. Uh, mm, 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 to Jude. Yeah, Jude, Yehuda, just before Revelation. And he speaks, of course, about the false believers among us. Okay? Jude is a very, very hard (laughs) epistle to read, letter to read, if you are really, really sincere with your walk with Yeshua. Because it shows you sometimes. Not your neighbor, this crooked person, but this crooked person. I don't know about you. I'm going with fear and trembling to read many of the scriptures, like Hebrews. Those who tasted the Holy Spirit and rejected. Oh, they were not born again. Really? Somebody who is not born again can taste the Holy Spirit? And, you know, I mean, come on. Don't stretch it. Look what Jude, when he talks about <clears throat> those false believers, yeah? Yeah. Verse 8 of Jude, likewise, also, those d- dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak, of, speak evil of uh, dignitaries. Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against them a uh, rev- re- reveling accusation, but said, let the Lord rebuke you. But those speak evil of whatever they do not know. And whatever they know nat- naturally, like brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe to them, verse 11, for they have gone in the way of Cain, Cain, in Hebrew, have run greedily in the error of Balaam for profit, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. But of course, what I want to emphasize today is, everyone greedily in the error of Balaam for profit. Beloved, by definition, if somebody tells me, be careful, you erred from the truth, what does it mean? That before I erred, I was in the truth. Are you with me? Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. Who erred? like Mr. for from our portion. Let's see what caused Biliam to err. And how we can allow circumstances that God led us to, to be careful from erring, continue erring, and to be shaken, allow God to shake us to come back to him in full repentance. Shall we? Let's start with... Verse, 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 seven. So the elders of Moab, I'm in mean, uh, Numbers 22, verse seven. The elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the diviner's fee in their hand. By the way, diviner's fee in Hebrew, ksamim. The same word that we use today in modern Hebrew for kosem same is a soothsayer in the Bible, yeah? But Kossem today is a magician. Very close if you think about it. Magician. What magician does, beloved? He misleads you. Did you ever think about magicians that you take your kids to see in this way? They don't show them the truth. Are you with me? They show tricks. Ooh, scary thought. They are not honest, and there is, in Hebrew at least, connection between kosem, soothsayer, or idol worshiper, yeah, and magician. So they bring diviners, or ksamim, with them in their hands, yeah? And they came to uh, Bil'am and spoke to him the words of Balak, and he said to them, Lodge here tonight, and I will bring back word to you as the Lord, and this is the private name of God here. Speaks to me. So the princess of Moab stayed with Bilam. Then God came to Balaam and said, Who are those men with you? (coughs) Why did I do it? Number one, because I need some water, but not because I need... Because, come on, does this sentence make sense? Adam, where are you? Cain, where is Abel, your, your brother? God sometimes loses his uh, concentration, you know? Friend of thoughts, he's out of control, he becomes senile sometimes, that he needs our help to remind him. No! We are the ones who become senile to our sin or to whatever God brings before us. And he asks us so we can answer our own question, if you know what I mean. Who are those folks who just came to visit you? And Bilam, funny, he just goes with it. Balak, <clears> the son of the king of Moab, sent me, saying... Look, a people has come out of Egypt, and they cover the face of the earth. Come now, curse them for me. Perhaps I shall be able to overpower them and drive them out. And God said to Balaam, you shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. Like Rusty said, stony walls, or words engraved on stones. Can you argue with this? Don't go. That's all don't go so Bilal rose in the morning and said to the to Bala, go back to your land for the lord is Reef used this is a good translation by the way this is a very good me'an adonai can okay? in hebrew me'an adonai le'titi imachem He refused to give me permission to go with you. What does this speak about Bilaam's heart? The same reason why God asked him the question. God asked him the question, so Bilaam will look at his own heart. Are you with me? What he tells Balak's messenger actually reveals what was in Bilaam's heart. Actually, he wanted to go with them. By the way, the rabbis, you mentioned them. The rabbis believed that uh, uh, Balak and Bilam were childhood friends. They grew in the same place. Okay? Somewhere in Mesopotamia. So they knew each other. And you can see, by the way, a hint here. I know that whomever you curse will be cursed. Whomever, he knew about Bilam before. Okay? So they knew each other. My friends, Bilam says to him, "God refused, used to refuse something. It means to refuse something that you asked for. He refused me to give me a permission to go with you. Bileam actually wanted to go with them. Oh, something is not clean in the heart." And whenever something is not clean in the heart, in your heart, and you do not clean it, and you don't repent for it, and you don't take God's question into your life, seriously, the way starts to be broad to go in error. Remember? He erred for profit. Jude just told us. So let's continue. Uh, Yeah. Just where am I? Yeah. Um, Verse 14. And the prince of Moab rose and went to Balak and remembered. And then verse 18. Then Balak answered, this is the second time, and said to the servants of Balak, Though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go behind the word of the Lord my God Wow, again, Yod-Ei-Vav-Hei, the Lord, my God. Beloved, I don't bite that Bileam did not know the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. I don't bite. And the Bible does not tell me that he did not know him. The Bible tells me that he knew him, but something else was mixed with his knowing of the Lord. Are you with me? greed, sexual immorality, and we will get to it, my friends, which is the scene from the garden already. Uh, To do less or more, now therefore, please, you also stay here tonight that I may know what more the Lord will say to me excuse me the lord did not tell it to you already did he not already give you a clear you know without rebuke just told you no they are they are blessed you don't you shall not go with them my friends i want to touch on one thing very very important the devil reveals himself as the angel of light. How do I know? Because the Bible tells me so. Second Corinthians. Are you with me? My friends, I like in the Hollywood movies and I you know, with all the horns. Hey. No, no, no. I believe the snake was very sweet and nice in the garden. He did not push her. Seductive, yeah. Probably walking also. Because only as a curse it started to my friends, not everybody who uses words like the Lord told me, and I will never do anything beside what God tells me to do, has a pure heart. This is a scary, scary thought. So, are we to be paranoid from now and on? David Schiller comes to me and tells me I have a revelation. God, while you spoke, God told me, Ah, no, no, you're an idol worshiper. No, 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 no. I don't believe you. You're the devil uh, clothed uh, like the angel of light." No, God forbid. Of course not. But what will differentiate between true man of God and false men of God, are you ready? Is how he, she reacts to the circumstances of life, hardships, that not the devil, but God himself leads to. Are you with me? In the furnace of fire, that's where your real motives are unveiled. Everybody can say the Lord told me, and I will do whatever you want. I will never deny you. Really? Really? <laughs> The rooster will not, you know, i crow three times and he will, pff, or once and he will deny me he'll three. Oh no! I will give my life to you. Be careful, the way you speak. Blah blah blind in Christianese or Messianinese. <laughs> yeah, you understood what I'm talking about. Does not make you a better believer. It's your deeds. It's your fruits who differentiate between you and real, true follower of Messiah. Shall we continue? I have a very, very encouraging uh, ending to this message. You will like it. Because I'm I'm going to talk about uh, uh, the donkeys that we ride on our lives, but uh, soon we'll see. So, he speaks highly, oh... Your divine, the, they told me how I never do whatever he, he doesn't tell me to do. I will do all that he really shut your big mouth. I don't dare to say I will do whatever you tell me, Abba. Usually I say, Abba, you know me better than this. If you will give me the grace, I will do it. Without your grace, I am Biliam. I am those who tasted your goodness and go. I am attuned to the lust of the eyes. I am attuned to success and glory, earthly one, fleshly one, filthy one. Because I am a flesh and blood and flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom. Please, come and possess me. I don't want demons, I want you to possess me. Come, Holy Spirit, possess me. Kill me, shape me, do whatever you want, because there is no hope in this flesh. Oh, wretched me. Who will have... Thank God for Yeshua Mashiach. Romans 7, if you did not follow. Yeah. Let's continue. And God came to Bilaam. At night, and say to him, if if the men come to take, call you, rise and go with them. But only the uh, but only the word which I speak to you, that you shall do. Uh, beloved, look at me. Will I will I err from the biblical truth to say that God gave permission to lamb to go? No, it says what it says. God told him rise and go. But but tell them what only what I tell you to do. Right? He allows it. Why do I stop on this one? Because the next verse, the next verses contradict this verse. God becomes angry. Excuse me, why are you angry? You just allowed me to go. I have a solution. Don't worry. So Balaam rose in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. Then God's anger was aroused because he went. God, you allowed him to go. Why are you angry with him? Are you following my common sense, my logic? I need to know that you are with me because <laughs> there is a problem. You sent me and now you are angry with me. God does not make mistakes. He is angry because of the attitude, and because the heart attitude of Biliam, who already in the beginning was a bit complaining. Oh, he refused to give me permission to go with you. And then he became again spiritual. Oh, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, I will do all that he me to And then, he said, maybe the Lord will change his mind. I know it's not exact words, yeah? But that was his heart. He hoped that the Lord will grant him the permission. He has no pure heart. Do you have pure heart? Do I have pure heart? I need God to purify me every day. Morning to Evening. I need him to cleanse me and cleanse me and cleanse me and wash me and wash me and wash me. I am at his mercies every day from morning to night. Once I know and once I think I'm standing, woohoo, he will immediately show me the way back to my knees. What does God expect you from you? The after of today. Micah 6. We just read it. Hope you didn't forget it. Walk humbly before thy God. Seek righteousness. Seek mercy. It's seek grace. Chesed in Hebrew. That's all that God wants to... And what is the context? Can I come to the Lord with my firstborn? Can I kill my firstborn to redeem my own self? Can I come with, with, with cattles, with bulls, with... You remember? We just read it. No, you cannot. You cannot redeem yourself. You cannot save yourself. The only salvation of you is to be humble before him and admit your faults. Admit that there is a billion in your heart. Father, forgive me. I'm not better than him. Woo! The father looks and says, Woo! I have a candidate here. Yeah! Archangel Gabriel, Michael, come on, come on, let's party! Eventually we have somebody who is broken, with contrite spirit, which I will never reject. Blessed are the poor in spirit, not the rich in spirit. It never changed. So God is angry with him. And look at this beautiful story, funny story, one of the funniest stories, and I'm going to close with this. The donkey. How many of you heard about Bilham donkey? How many of you, like me, by the way, <laughs> followed my example? don't know if it's good or not, or bad. And, you know, I usually used to say, if God can use a donkey, he can use me. Yes, it's true. But as you know, with God there is good and there is best. The best interpretation of this, in my humble opinion, you don't need to receive it, is the one that I'm going to present you with now because I think it was from God. Please correct me if not. I think, I don't say, thus saith the Lord. I just give it to you. You chew on it and you decide if it feeds you or not. Beautiful story. God's sense of humor, but not only sense of humor. Deep, deep message. Let's read it. Verse 21. I am still in Numbers 22. So Bilam, Balaam rose in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. Then God's anger was arose because he went. And the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against him. This is politically corrected translation. I'm sure, Rusty, your Hebrew is wonderful, you know what I'm talking about, where I'm going with it. Malach Adonai, I will I read it in, Adonai As Satan to him. Because Satan is not a private name, no last name, sure name. Satan is A descriptive name. I'm not saying there is no Satan. There is the Satan. Are you with me? I saw Satan fall. But Satan is an adversary. Somebody who stands between you and God's calling. Are you with me? The angel of the Lord, which is in the Bible, throughout the Bible, scriptures, is a picture of Yeshua himself, stands as adversary to Biliam. And he, and he was riding on his donkey and his two servants were with him. Now the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. Beloved, every jot and tittle in the Bible are important. Yes or no? Do you think the Holy Spirit erred? By allowing these words to be here? No! God forbid! Everything is perfect in the word of God. Okay? Did you notice how many times the donkey is here? The word donkey? How many times away, the way? And then the field, Sade. I hope your spiritual ears starts to function now. If not they will very soon. So Baram struck the donkey to turn to turn back on the not road in Hebrew Haderich the way. I am the way, the truth and the life. Yeshua said. Keep it in mind. And the field of course, the world. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards. I am the vine dresser. You are the branches. Are you with me? Israel is a vine that I brought out of Egypt, the psalmist say. It's beautiful. Narrow way in between the vineyards. Hang on. And he struck uh, yeah, uh, with a wall on this side and a wall on that side, which means it starts to be narrow. Are you with me? And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed herself against the wall and it, and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck her again. The angel of of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right and or to the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Biliam. So Biliam's anger was aroused and he struck the donkey with his staff. And of course, then God opens the donkey's mouth. Why do you strike me? Are you crazy? Am I not your donkey for a long time? I'm paraphrasing it. Are you out of your mind? This is not the case at all. I don't want to even walk, I mean, stay with what the donkey said. I want to suggest that the donkey is a symbol of the exact things that I told you before, what God is expecting us to be humble with humility. Are you with me? With with modesty. Donkey is a is a beast which carries loads, submitted to a husband. Her master, sorry. Are you with me? Donkey is a low animal which speaks of humbleness. How do I know it? Because the Bible tells me so again. Who went on a donkey? Abraham, when he went to sacrifice Isaac. Do you remember? How is Abraham described in the scriptures as a humble man? Who is described as the most humble enough? Whoever lived beside Yeshua, of course, on planet Earth. Come on. Moses, how does Moses come to Egypt? On a donkey. The Shunammite woman, when her son died, she said a donkey again, she goes humbly to Elisha. Are you with me? And about Yeshua, how does he come into the city of the great king? Riding on a donkey, a symbol of meekness humbleness are you following? We all supposed to be like this donkey but we all supposed to be very spiritual like the donkey. What in the world am I talking about? Many of us want our own Things from the Lord and press in. I want this. I want this. Please. Please solve this situation. Please give me this. Give me that. Give me this. Give me that. Give me this. And the Lord says, it's not the best. Take it. And we are so happy and we think that we are going. We are riding our donkey on the narrow way To our promised land, are you following? But the donkey is now the circumstances of our lives which we ride on. Are you with me? And suddenly, as we are walking on the way, Yeshua, thinking that everything is good in life, suddenly something happens and whoops! We feel that the donkey underneath us, Lead us astray. And some of us say, Satan, get behind me. Oh, Satan, you give me this sickness, you give me this, you get shut up, relax, and think maybe it is the angel of the Lord himself. Yeshua stands and stops you from erring. Are you with me? And he wants you to go back to the narrow. No, I want my donkey to go to the field. No, no. Yeshua will still leave your circumstances in between by his grace on his way to the promised land. But you will think it's too hard, it's too narrow, it's oh, a wall here, a wall here. Ah, this is not the way I wanted. This is not what I expected. I expected a wide, broad prosperity. Name it and claim it. So I strike my circumstances. Satan get behind me. I believe in God. I'm on a mission. No, you are not. You think you are. How dangerous it is to be deceived. Because we already started with some spot in our hearts which is not clean. Are you with me? And God said, okay, you wish it so much, let me teach you. Then we go and the way becomes so narrow, so narrow, it's even dark sometimes. And we are stuck because the donkey of our lives lay down. Stop. How many of you ever felt that your life stopped? That you go nowhere. You pray and pray and pray. Nowhere God does not answer. You strike, you do this, and you try to change your circumstances, divert the donkey back to the wide, blessed road, and it still lays under you. Open your eyes. Beg God to open your donkey, beast eye. Because your sin made you no different than a donkey. And you need God's mercy. Abba, here I am. Nothing goes right. I feel I'm stuck. Life circumstances don't lead me nowhere. I am stuck. God, I remember the story of the donkey. I do not wish to be like Bileam. I repent right now. Please give me the power even to repent. Give me the power, the will even to repent. Remember? He wills through you and do. Are you with me? Be humble. That's all, the only thing God wants from you. What prevented the Israelites from entering their promised land? Come on, we read it in the beginning. Lack of faith. Faith. Lack of faith and disobedience and rebellion are Mm, mm, super-glued. Not like my my fingers. They are really super-glued. My friends, lack of faith will lead to disobedience. Moses striking the... Remember? God called it. Called the baby by its name. You rebelled against me. You disbelieved me just in the last portion. And you rebelled against me. Faith. But why is it so hard for us to believe, beloved? Why is it so hard? Number one, because we don't see God. You cannot touch him. He's a spirit and Yeshua is in heaven. (laughs) The only one who is not spirit is in heaven. By his grace he wants to reveal, he reveals himself to but how many so Yeshua? More than once or quarter of once in their lives. No, no, it's a walk by faith. As more you eat and drink his bread, his body, and his blood, as more you become one with him. Because whatever you eat is whatever you become. Are you with me? Your food becomes one with you. Very simple and clear. When we are attuned to his voice, when we are like this with him, super glued to him, when we cling to him, like wife is clinging to her husband, beloved, it's easier, in my humble opinion, to believe the foundational thing that we should believe. What is the foundational thing which... Actually, is the, stum- the very stumbling block that we that disable us from belief. Come on, what we do not believe about God—that is really what he says he is. We have problem. I mean, we don't have any problem that he created, yeah that it's not evolution, that it's not Big Bang. We have, I mean, we can all argue, we can be good theologians. You know where we all fail? The goodness of God. That's there when the rubber meets the road. Most of us have problem to believe this is the foundational thing. We do not believe that God is for us and not against us. How Satan came to Eve... God is not... I'm paraphrasing it. God did not give you everything. He's not as good as he says. Actually, he hid from you, you know, the the, the ability to be like him, knowing good and evil. He lied. He, He didn't tell her that she will not be able to deal with evil once she is exposed to it, yeah? God is good and is perfectly good if we believe that he is good, but really believe in it, yeah? then we don't need the money. We don't need sex. I mean, outside of marriage, yeah? We don't need greed. Our options to err are much, much less. Are you with me? Because he is my provider. Whether I'm rich or poor, whether I have good salary, not good, he is for me. He is leading my donkey. He is leading me in the way. If the donkey stopped my life cycle, it means that I heard I need to ask him for forgiveness. I need to beg him to come back and open my blinded spiritual eyes. God is good. I need to convince myself every day of this fact. This is the foundational thing, stone. This is the cornerstone to be able to believe. Because who of you would want to believe in somebody who created everything and did it, uh, but he's bad. This would not be such a nice thing to believe in something bad who is against you. God is good. He is love. Love can never be bad. God is for us and not against us. Let us submit ourselves to the circumstances that He leads us through. Amen? Whatever they are. God bless!